I've been on this path to greatness since I was very little. First, I had a hoop dream. Saw a whole life, then I became a rap fiend. Started writing 16s, and yeah, I had some real spill in my notepad. Type of shit you feel, my dude. I've welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy, Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today I have an extraordinary human here today coming from the Midwest, St. Paul, Minnesota specifically. He is a poet. He is an artist. He's an MC. And it's funny because his initials are MC. I have today with me Malik Curtis, also known as and better known as the Juice Lord. How you feeling, bro? Yo, yo, what's good with it, bro? How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. Are you? Were you born and raised in uh, Minnesota? Yeah, yeah. Man, it, it's crazy because your accent is like, it doesn't sound Midwestern to me. It doesn't? Nah, nah, but I mean, who, I guess you think about like, what the hell does somebody from Minnesota sound like, you know? So. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. Like, <laughs> like, like, to be honest, you know, most, most Minnesota people is you know from all over you know what i mean like mm-hmm. well I, I got a couple generations in minnesota like i got you know like well my father's you know been here since like since like the 50s he moved up here from um he moved up here from uh mississippi or whatever when he was probably like it was probably a little bit after emmett till got killed um he moved he moved up to minnesota so that's how long like you know my family you know, my aunties and uncles and most of my family has been up here. Okay. You know, they moved up here from uh, from the south. So, um, so yeah, that's that's how long my family been here. But far as Minnesota people, man, Minnesota, you you got people from most most of the families come from down south and they either stop at you know Chicago, um, Minnesota, or you know any other you know Midwest you know. Um, state you know but mainly chicago and milwaukee and all that and um, yeah you know just those places so far as you know what does a minnesota sound like if up north them are like the real real minnesota like they say uh they pronounce minnesota like they say minnesota like you know like (laughs) they got that you know that that accent you know people from younger people from Minnesota be like Minnesota like we say like you got a D or something or just a soda you know what I mean I know I feel that I feel that so yeah, it's interesting though it yeah is. I, I always wondered I always wondered but uh they for, for the most part you know when I have been other places they say um Minnesota people uh talk uh proper I don't know I think so hmm I don't know That's though, man. Minnesota's influenced by so many different uh, places. Like uh, it's kind of hard to explain. No, it's it's definitely an anomaly. I, I haven't been to St. Paul uh, yeah. before, but I, I'm new to the Midwest in general. But oh, um, right. I'm, I actually, for everyone who's listening, I actually met Malik uh, almost. Was it about two? For like about two, about about two. Yeah, about two. Yeah, about two about years two. ago. Yeah. On the campus of Clark Atlanta University, my alma mater. And yeah. essentially, I seen, bro, uh, he was with a group. Yeah. He was with a t- uh, it was kind of like, a, you know, I guess tour. like a black college campus tour. And they went to, you know, several different, you know, college campuses. And um, and like me and my uh, my bro, Juwanza, shout out to Juwanza. Uh, we was just like, you know, we... We, you know, we was those type of people to just, you know, try to figure out who, who are these guests of our, you know, on our campus to, you know, really, because I think we, we were big on, you know, really pushing the culture of the campus and making everybody feel at home. So yeah. that was one thing we did was you walked up on them and it was just like, oh, where y'all from? Where y'all from? Oh, we from Minnesota or whatever. They was, y'all was live. And, yeah. and like, I think right in that moment, we was like, okay, well, like, let's follow y'all. We're going to follow y'all. Y'all going to come, y'all going to come here for sure. We're going to go ahead and get y'all up yeah. in here, you know? And, uh, and been following ever since. I was amazed to see, you know, him being so young um, at the time and like have to like have this grasp on his own voice at a yeah. young age is something that you don't see that often. And it's something that even I've seen older people and even myself are starting to try to figure out. And yeah. um, and it's beautiful to see you do it as early as you did it. You know, how, cause I know you've, you've only been 
I would, I would assume you've probably been writing for a while, but how, how long have you truly been, like, dedicated to rapping? Mmm. Mmm. Let's see, man. It's a, it's a process. Uh, I, um, I really, you know, I've been, like, I've always liked uh, writing since I was, since I was a little kid, you know, English, that was like my favorite class and writing poetry and, mm-hmm. you know, different stuff like that when I was little. But, you know, I was so into sports, you know, I never in a million thought I would, thought I'd be rapping. So, you know, around like seventh and eighth grade, that's when I started writing a little bit. And uh, ninth grade is when like my stuff elevated. And really after the death of Trayvon Martin, you know, that's when I, I realized, you know, that's, you know, I got this, uh, um, I forgot. I I got a poem. I got a poem that that kind of you know my introduction. It's like my uh, introduction to America. It's so, it's something like that. Um, like just my wake up to like what it is to be a black young black man in Minnesota, like around Trayvon Martin. But um, you know, back to the back to the rapping. You know, I was I was I really started as a poet, just a pure poet. And around the time when uh, Chief Keef and them came out, that's when I was rapping. Oh, I was, I I started leaning towards it a little bit, you know what I mean? And um, around twenty, around twenty fourteen, my first song was a Chief Keef remix, actually. And um, you know, I don't know, it, you know that that you know drill music way really hit like a like a hurricane, you know what I mean? Especially in you know Minnesota, it was a lot of people who's you know, they, they had the right to, you know, rap about, you know, a lot of that stuff. They, you know, they've been through it. But, like, as far as Minnesota, it was kind of like an identity crisis because a lot of cats never, you know, a lot of cats wasn't honorable about that. You know, if you didn't really go through that, man, why you, you know, why you rapping about that? And basically, that was, like, yeah, my first song. That was my first song, but I, I wasn't talking too crazy. I was just rapping. But uh, I say around 2015, man, it's... You know, senior year, you know, like, I uh, stopped. I didn't hoop. Um, I played, finished football. And that that was around the time where, like, I really started to actually get good. But 24, I guess you could say 2014, you know, realistically. I, but I seen Hove in, tw- I, I seen Hove live in 2013. Change and that life, was when, huh? Yeah, and that, yeah, and that was when I knew that's what I wanted to do. But far as, like, you know, really, you know, like my first songs were in 2014, obviously, but like when uh, when I first started really doing my thing was like, you know, in uh, 20 2015. You know what I mean? You know. Well, I, I definitely have seen the growth, bro, and it's, yeah. it's impeccable. It's it's great. It's Thanks. good just because it's always good to see somebody. You know, I remember when I was first started following you, was you know hitting people with freestyles and little you know a verse, yeah. a verse there on Instagram, and now you know. <laughs> I love like in the last year you put out a full video, um, mm-hmm. which is a great video. You know, it's Thank powerful, you. it's endearing, it's personal. You know, the flow is sick. It was very, mm-hmm. it was, it gave you real, you know, nostalgic, very '90s type of vibes to yeah. it. You know, you bounce around, you walk around, you you hard with it, you aggressive, but also uh, it's still some emotion there. You know, and I yeah, think that's definitely. something that people need. One one thing that I also noticed on your you know on your Instagram and the things that you you posted and you mentioned it before, mm. and that is your your sense of activism, and mm. that that yeah. is what moved you to like oh I need to do something with you know with my voice yeah. I need to do something with my you know with my actions I need to not allow the things that are happening around to Indeed. you know I need to say what the hell I need to say and I I, I thought that was beautiful like so what motivate what motivated you like you seeing Trayvon, why did that hit you so strongly? Because, you know, like, you know, growing up, you know, just a lot of different, you know, um, images uh, just popped back up in my head of, of times I was around, you know, or I've probably been, like, uh, around racist people or racist things have happened to me, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of those images images popped up in my head you know we young you know you didn't really think nothing of it unless they blatantly called you something that your parents told you you know you shouldn't accept you know what i mean other than that you know there's a lot of different flashbacks you know popped up in my head for you know as a kid and that 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 just you know really woke me up to like yo you know that, that could happen that could happen to you and you know i was just seeing you know how it was when trey like people a lot of people like to 
bash Black Lives Matter, but to be honest, without Black Lives Matter, it would be way worse now. Way, way worse. Way worse because nobody would be hip to it at all, and it would just be happening. Boom, 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 boom. It is happening, but... But, you but know, they provide a buffer. You know, they yeah. provide some hesitation because they yeah. don't want the scrutiny, you know? And it's sad mm-hmm. that you have to create a, a organization and a movement to tell people that black lives matter. Yeah, too. Th- 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 <laughs> it's a common sense type of thing. Don't kill people. Yeah. And especially don't kill people so, you know, with without any really just cause. Innocent. Like, and so, like you know, cops are, are taught to you know shoot to kill you know a lot of these cops you know come from the marines and and they they train to shoot to kill bro you know period you know and especially blacks there's no there's really no tolerance because you know blacks are perceived as animals you know and we've been perceived as animals since the original birth of a nation movie we've been perceived as rapists we've been perceived as you know, it's, it's, you know, all these different type of things, you know what I mean? But when the whole time is, we ain't, yeah. we've, we've, uh, you know, now I can't, now we, we've gained those traits, but oh, the only way, you know, black people have gained those traits is from the people we saw, from the people we is whipped, raped, all of that, you know, that's, that's how, how we gained the, all of that, you know, all of that stuff didn't come from us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean, and that's not our identity. That's theirs, and that's I, 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 don't, I don't say it usually, but it's true. You know. What no, I mean? no, I, I say it uh, yeah. quite often actually, uh, because it's it's something that needs to be said. It's something that needs Man. to be noticed, and I think one thing that we have gotten ourselves into at this current state in life, just mm. living in America, is that we've found a way not only to be politically correct in every moment in life, but we have done that to such a degree that we've allowed people to control the history that we know is mm-hmm. false, that we know is not the one that children even need to hear. Like regardless of how harsh it is, we don't need to yeah. we don't need to rear we don't need to rear up a generation to believe mm-hmm. in a lie. They mm. already got enough lies to believe into. They got Santa Claus, yeah. like Easter Bunny, and all Ooh. this other stuff. But they and need to know. Crazy. They need to know what the hell this generate. What the hell this place was, you know, well yeah. before they yeah. were here. I wish I knew those things at the earliest and earliest of ages of understanding because yeah. it's a way to do it. It's a way to do it that's not. Because I mean, we get a lot of things very early on, and we keep getting mm. those things in a more advanced fashion. I personally believe we could do the same thing with history understand it don't 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 use soft language let it be known this was a force they made these people come mm-hmm. to this place mm-hmm. and then as they get older and older and their understanding gets deeper and deeper it's not going to be a new thing it's only going to be repetition it's going to be something mm-hmm. that they understand know and have this have a opinion about because they don't yeah. need to get to a point to where they're like well you know i really didn't learn that much in my school or this is how it was how it was taught in my school and we've seen it now within textbooks especially within you know states <laughs> in the south where they're literally reforming and changing the verbiage using mm. specific vocabulary saying that these were you know such and such you know violent involuntary servants and things yeah. like that and that's just going over people's heads and not making the point mm-hmm. that this was a a sense of industry that was created and built on yeah. the bodies and the energy of black of black people, people and, and natives too yeah you know i mean like you know they don't even talk about that yeah i ain't gonna say that's worse than what happened to us but 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 shit i mean now, i mean you i mean you it's debatable a good point you you're making a good point because they were they established themselves, and, and even though they're essentially our distant distant cousins in a lot of yeah. ways, they yeah. were all here, yeah. living, kicking it, uh, <laughs> living really well off the land. Yeah. And Lily came and were essentially commenced in some. They commenced in some sense of genocide, Pocahontas. wiping out all these people. Yeah, the story of Pocahontas, the real story, is pretty pretty crazy. But one right. speaking speaking of the South, and you know, talking about the Midwest. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of talk to you about. One thing I noticed, mm-hmm. and I know you, you're 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 a true Midwesterner black man. Yeah. I'm a I'm a Southerner black man. Yeah. I think yeah. there are a lot of interesting things 
that you know comparisons and differences when it comes to you know mm. growing up in the Midwest and you're black, mm-hmm. and growing up in the South when you're black. When mm-hmm. I moved to Chicago, one of the first things that I noticed was the the sense of separation. Mm. And I think it was a lot. It it made me think about you know those old this old video this old video and of uh, of Martin Luther King essentially saying that he never has he never has seen racism at the strength that he's seen it within Illinois. Mm. Within he was in uh he was essentially like a boycott within Cicero Illinois and he was saying how he never seen this even in Alabama he never seen he never seen hate like this. Mm. And I was I just thought that was interesting coming from his perspective, seeing that he's seen yeah. multiple levels of it, you know, levels yeah. of just, you know, direct oppression on dark people. Mm-hmm. And when I moved here, one of the things that I noticed was the type of separation was interesting. The mm. interaction was very interesting and it seemed more of a I think you all I think people may think of it to be a cohabitation, but I noticed it to be a sense of ignorance and avoidance. So you'll mm. have, yeah, because in the South, yeah, you got your black sides and whatever, whatever. But I think yeah. one thing that's very relevant in the South, we know what the hell happened. Yeah. You, we get reminders of it all the time. We get it mm-hmm. taught in the schools, you know. So and even if it's brief, even if it's kind of glazed over, it's yeah. something that we know is present. And we, for damn sure, kind of keep that as a as, at, at where it is you know we, bring, we, we, we always keep it in the back of our heads and it is what it is but mm-hmm. we have to face that because we are are we are in those locations where the, yeah. some of the worst things happen in america so we are always you know thinking about that yeah. well, but here though and in the midwest there's a different sense of it and there's separation so mm-hmm. you might have the you know the south side and the west side of Chicago. Yep. And I'm assuming you probably got a certain side in you know in St. Paul, yeah. where you have majority black people, majority you know Hispanics, majority of everything mm-hmm. else. Everything is kind of chopped up and split up. And Definitely. the crazy thing about it in Chicago, it being such a large city, is that because they have their own microcosm of a world it's avoidance of any issue that may be facing someone else because they really don't ever have to interact in the south we gotta interact yeah it's not that big cities the cities in the south are not that large they're not that you know so we have to go to schools with each other we have to do these things because people are looking at us for be the ones who are going to be you know separate so integration is one of the, the most keen things and it's always been a constant theme within the south and that's constant integration well, when it comes to the Midwest, they get away with a lot of shit. I'm talking about full at full blown ass neighborhoods with just you know a certain collection of people, and they calling these yeah. neighborhoods after what the hell they are. Little That's little good. Italy, Greek town, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Chinatown, the Polish yeah. communities, goddamn all that. And in real life, that's all who live there. Yeah, and, and so like, tell me, you see that in the same part? Like, what's what what has been your experience? Living in the well, Midwest as a black man. Well, man, you know, my, you know, my, like I said, you know, my pops is from the South, so I still, like, even though I'm from, you know, I've been born and raised in Minnesota. Yeah. I still have been taught it, you know, a lot of the, you know, compared from me to my other friends, you know, I've always been taught certain things, you know, and then eventually I, I learned more of the real on my own, and as I read and you know i was studying sojourner truth harry tubman and you know all of this stuff when i was like in third grade you know what i mean so mm-hmm. doing a whole you know studies but as uh, far as you know living in the midwest like well i, I can't you know i can only speak about minnesota like cause, i mean chicago we're like, we're like brothers and sisters in a, in a sense you know um but minnesota in some ways is different because minnesota is like the place where a lot of people go to change their lives, you know what I mean, and um, you do have a lot of people who moved up from Chicago that you know brought a lot of Chicago things to Minnesota, and that and in that way, you know Minnesota gets influenced. Like Minnesota is like Minnesota is like it's like gumbo. <laughs> like, bro, literally, like you you got. You got a lot, like for instance, I live in a community called Rondo neighborhood, mm-hmm. and and before um, and before they put the freeway here on ninety four, on Highway ninety four, it was a uh, it was a black community, 
before they put the highway. It was a black community. It was other, you know, people too, but it was a predominantly, you know, black community. And, you know, I, I can't really explain it because I, I wasn't there, but, you know, we had this thing called Rondo Days, and that's where all black people come out and other different people who lived in this community come out. But, but as far as, like, you know, Minnesota, like, you know, you got to over south where you got, like, mostly, uh, you know, Somali and Ethiopian, like, they call it the Red Sea. Like, uh, what well, they got. They, <laughs> that's they, a cool thing. Well, not what well, it's a venue called the Red Sea. Oh, okay. But um, but um, um, you know, I don't know, man. It's 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 hard to explain. Like, and then you got like, you got like Maplewood and St. Paul, and all these, and that's where mostly you know white people live and black people who, you know, move out. You know, uh, to to like you know, in um, Minneapolis, you got like you got that you got North Side Minneapolis. That's like the tough part. You know, in St. Paul, you got, like, the east side. You got you got the west side, but, you know, the west side, like, a mix of Mexican and black people. And then you got parts all through St. Paul where you got, like, for instance, like, we got this called University. And it's, like, you know, a long block that stretches from uh, St. Paul to Minneapolis. And most of the St. Paul block, you, like, down where, by, where I live, you know, you got, like, a lot of Asian uh stores and and um restaurants and and all that different stuff you know what i mean and it's not too much you know black black ownership like that it is it's it's in there a little bit but you know not like how you know people from you know asia and you know for instance you got somali ethiopian people that got their stores and you know their corner stores and uh and you got a hooks who's not even ran by uh black people is uh, it's by um uh, hooks is it's from chicago too where they moved up here but um you got hooks and that's not even ran by black people that's ran by like people from like you know uh spain or so. italy or, or something like that but it's like and then you got uh be- the best steakhouse that's not even ran by black people that's ran about by some people from italy they good people i know them but far as you know just uh togetherness it, it's togetherness but it, it definitely it definitely is separation and uh in minnesota we we definitely face a lot of racism but see i'm sure more in the south you know when someone's uh you know when someone's racist like they like nine times out of ten well i don't know it depends man because i think, some I think it depends people, on the person some white because some white people know when they expose their race they know what type of black person to expose their racism to yeah and who not to because you got some black people who will just knock your block off and then you got some you know black people who will probably who will probably you know just it'll either go over their head or you know they will probably feel intimidated you know and you got some like a militant black brother that you know they ain't gonna do that but minnesota it's more and i, I guess you could say chicago and milwaukee too um in uh, Wisconsin, that's obviously you know more white people, except for like Milwaukee and uh, stuff like that. So you know, Wisconsin ain't nothing to play with. You know, that's why people don't even like driving. You know, so many white people <laughs> because like you know they pull like they the way they be pulling people over. But uh, Minnesota okay. man, it's it's hidden racism in some ways. You know, because it's so like someone could be racist right in front of your face and smiling, giving you that fake smirk. You know, Minnesota, you know, and uh, growing up as a black man in Minnesota is very interesting, you know, because the whole time you're going to school with this white kid and y'all cool and all that. And then as you as you get older, you see, like, you just, I don't know, you see a difference, you know. Um, you oh, don't yeah. hang with them as much. Uh, you know, similar to, like, when uh, kids used to play with each other in the South or, you know, a black kid and then they got to that age where I you can't hang with me and in some ways it's like that I don't know Minnesota is definitely just different from the south and our race and the racism is hidden but then again then again you got places like Dakota Um, I don't know if you know too much about the Dakota lynchings but a lot of black people got lynched lynched out in Dakota in Minnesota and like a lot of historic pictures and uh different stuff but Minnesota is very interesting bro 
I, I, I feel like that is, you know, the identity of the Midwest for sure. You know, there's yeah. this, you know, very southern undertone because of the great migration within the Midwest. So you have, yeah. you go a few generations back and you, and your people end up back, you know, in the South. Yeah. But I say, you know, it, it here, I think it's, you know, definitely person to person. I do agree with you, did, you know, yeah. there's, you know, certain white people who maybe identify, you know, secretly as racist and have that type of, you know, uh, prejudice with themselves. Yeah. Who expose, you know, that in their own ways through either through microaggressions or through just blame racism. Yeah. Um, one thing that I wanted to, you know, segue into is, is that, you know, it's interesting because I feel like what showed me that, you know, the white, you know, my white friends that I, you know, grew up with, you know, how different that, you know, growing up and coming up with your, and making your own choices and how those choices, you mm. know, really can change how you see them. Because, like, I used, yeah. to, you know, I used to, you know, play ball with you and we used to, you know, be outside all day, just, you know, little yeah. kids. And then, like, I remember hearing, uh, hearing getting a call from my mom talking about um, one of my old, old friends who lived right down the street from me uh, talking about he had, like, was on Facebook, you know. Facebook is, you know, yeah. where all races get exposed. Man, that's where it gets exposed. That's where it gets exposed. That. And he said, she, my mom had hit me up. And was like, she was like, I gotta call you because something's bothering me. I'm like, something bothering you? What's going on, ma? And yeah. when she told me, I thought it was a little silly, but also I, I understood why she felt so much because she was like, she essentially seen him like post things about like Obama. This was when Obama was still in presidency. Mm. She he was it was like all this like these hateful post about Obama and she was just like she was like oh she was like I'm cool with his mom still to this day like I just got off the phone with her you know I just you know like our families was around each other for this long and I don't understand like how he can agree with these things yeah I and me and me knowing where where he where he's from and how he was raised you know yeah and I was I was telling I was like look my like people entitled to their own opinion even if it's the wrong one sometimes and and the fact of the matter is that she is that he grew to a point to where he can make his own choices. He a grown man now, mm. and if he aligns himself with those things, then he'll really just he'll he'll be where he is. So he really yeah. can't be upset with how the pushback that he'll receive. Honestly, all races shouldn't be upset with all the pushback they receive. If anything, that should be a wake up call that well, damn, am I doing something right? But yeah. hence, that's why they stick around each other so they can have people to agree with them. So, uh, so it, it. I think that's the major part about it is you know you get exposed. But we're living in we're living in a time where we're living in hell of a time right now. Yeah, Juice. I'm telling you, we we are literally living in a time where we have a damn reality star as our president, and he uh. is making this world and this reality that we have into a show, into. Mm. People, some people take it as entertainment. A lot, a lot other, a lot more other people take it very, very serious because this is our lives that's being messed with. This is our lives that's being fucked with directly. Yeah. And he's specifically targeting all these different groups, mm. and I find it so, so odd. Now, I, I've, I've listened to a lot of different podcasts. I listen to podcasts all the time. I have a podcast. Yeah. And you tell me what you think about this, because I'm, I'm, I'm not too much. I, I am too much. Uh, sometimes too much of a conspiracy theorist, but I think there is yeah. something to this, and that is that in the times that we're living in, with the specific images, and there's certain things that are culturally widespread, very very known about America, and all and a lot of those things as of now in 2017 are very mm. very either black or just not white, you know, mm. like we're most known for you know. The, the most popular music in America is hip hop. And we've been yeah. knew that, but Nielsen Ray yeah. is just now recognizing that. We just now, quote unquote, yeah. pass rock and roll as the top genre. But see, but we felt crazy, we, we've been that crazy, though. What's crazy about that? Rock and roll is our genre. Yes. It, it started with that. us anyway. In rock and roll, rock, the definition of rock and roll was about sex. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? That's our genre. Jazz and blues. That's our genre, you know. Uh, disco, our genre. Even though you know that wave went away quick, 
and I don't know what else is our genre, but a lot of this shit is ours. I mean, so, it it, it, get, it gets pretty hard to, for it not to be ours, because even if you're talking about country music, even though it's extremely white and extreme, yeah. a lot of people who listen to it are extremely racist, those, those <laughs> roots those roots started from a very, you know, kind of stripped down and kind of, you know, certain type yeah. of tone that people started within blues and their own type of style, and that yeah. formed into what is now today's country and it just people just emulated people copied it people took it do what they did you know threw some mayonnaise on it and served it up so uh but i I say i believe that you know now that all these things all these cultural pop cultural things that are not looking so white globally not even just in this in america but just globally i believe that the powers that be the white supremacists who are very known white supremacists, the people who are yeah. closet whistleblowing white yeah. supremacists, are essentially doubling down right now because they feel like the power that they have is now being slipping away. They now because they can't they can't even convince the people who look just like them who are younger than them now. I don't know if you noticed it, but like it's a lot of it's a lot of young white folks snapping back at them. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, so we we losing our touch for generations mm-hmm. and generations. We've been able to influence and keep this mindset and these ideals going but those mindsets it, and ideas change. are becoming very very few and far between so tell me have you seen that have you noticed that bro like i think they're definitely doubling down on they fucking well, up, like supremacy and oppression just to affect people well i i feel like i feel like definitely man a, a, a lot of change as much as we say it has it hasn't changed a lot has changed it's a lot of great white people in this world. Sometimes it's hard to tell who's really good and who's really bad, but that's for anybody. That's even with black people. You yeah. know what I mean? Because there's been times where I've been, you know, you know, nervous around black people, fam, because, you know, it's like you never know with anybody, though. I don't just, you know, just look that way with black people, but man, it's crazy. It's a crazy world, man. It is crazy, it's bro. Some crazy stuff. So it's like, so like, uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 ah, uh, it's so much stuff going on from so many different angles, bro. And I I don't like, you know, sometimes we feel like I'll be on some conspiracy theory shit too because of just the the things that I, you know, watch. Like I watch, you know, who Alex Jones is. Oh yeah. This is white dude. Yeah, he yeah, he, I, he, he, and he deep. He, he yeah. like he will he really in his yeah. shit. Yeah, and he uh he he didn't have conversations with Prodigy and you know the rapper Prodigy. Yeah, and yeah. Just the stuff Prodigy was talking about on his album was crazy, and he died. You know what I mean? They said he choked on the egg. Like I ain't trying to get into all that, but you know what I mean? It's just like like one thing Prodigy did talk about was a spiritual war too mm-hmm. going on in different energies and. You know all that other, you know, and that's that's some next next level conversation, man. That I don't even know all the way about, yeah, but look, look. it's just uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, but, I get exactly what you mean. But I don't know. Uh, drift me back to what you were saying again, cause I don't know. It's just so many things, bro. It's crazy. It's just it's like I just noticed like it's so it's it's so calculated, you know, and it's so so specific, and I think you know. What I've all, what I've been saying, you know, because I definitely noticed it. I know it's a lot going on. It's a lot of negative energy happening. Yeah. And, but I, what I said, you know, right around the time, you know, election happened, I had an episode called How to Resist. And I mm. spoke about, you know, how artists, mm. artists like yourself specifically, are very, very important in the times that we're living in. Because yeah. the, cause the, time, the art that you make now is going to be essentially the time capsule that teaches the next generation. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you can you can listen to, you know, the KRS-1s yeah. and, and all these from the past and talk of, and NWAs and all these, all these artists from the past talk about their present day. And you can still feel that because they're yeah. still, you know, either it's still happening or there's still effects of that happening now. Even Marvin Gaye. Even Marvin Gaye. What's going on, goddamn? You what know, the hell? Marvin Gaye, you know what I mean? Um, you know, music, music has always been, you know, our form of expression, you know what I mean? Because wasn't too many people who was brave enough to get into the politics like that. We had yeah. our Martin Luther Kings. We had our... You know, Malcolm X's, we had our Frederick Douglass's, we, we've had all these different, you know, iconic leaders, but 
many of them have fallen many of many of them have have uh you know got got on the cooling tip um you know it, it, it's so many different things you never know you never know what's really going on bro and it's it, it, it's it man it's interesting bro I, I don't know i can't call it no i i understand i understand last I last last two two things i want to ask you right. uh one is one is because i i feel like you know in today's age you know, we, we like to put people in boxes and we like to mm-hmm. call something a thing. And especially when you're an MC and a rapper, they definitely like to, you know, say, oh, okay, so you're doing this type of rap or you're doing mm. that type of rap. And yeah. I'm assuming you probably, people have come at you because of your content, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thrown you into the kind of like conscious rap thing. Do, mm. you, do, you, ever, do you ever accept that or... What do you, what do you do or do you even accept those labels and you, you know what do you think about this whole wave of you know conscious mm. rap and quote unquote mumble rap mm. and trap music mm. and all these different things? Do you think? Because mm. I personally believe there's some slight purpose for those things, but I yeah. think also they get, they kind of get used in derogatory yeah. ways as well. Like they yeah, try to definitely. like you know make fun of people or put them in boxes like you can't ever do anything else. You know? Well, uh, I mean. Uh, Mm, that's interesting. Well, people don't necessarily put me in the conscious box, but they they know what I speak on. Sometimes, like if it's a post about a certain type of event, people tag me in it because they know it's like, uh, like you know, real. They put me in a in a in a. Sometimes I've been put in a '90s box, and you know, it's just culture. You know, and I'm, I'm big. I'm big on culture and the essence and respecting you know the legends but far as you know just being conscious rapper man you to be conscious you know is to be conscious not that you're a conscious rapper exactly i I call myself um people you know it's the crazy thing about it people make it seem people make it seem bad to be conscious i'm not even talking about rapper like aware of things you know people the thing is, people like to avoid. That's the whole problem. People, you know, a lot of a lot of artists like like to avoid it and put it put it away, and you know, uh, life. But but back to it. Um, conscious rapper. No, nah, man. I, I look at myself, uh, and a lot of people, you know, I look at myself as a reality rapper, and I rap what I see. I rap what what I've been through. And you know that's at the same time that's what trap that's what trap is too. They, yeah, they man. It's, rea- it's it's reality. You know, I it took me a while to get it sometime because my my only thing with trap my only thing with uh trap and um uh, I'm gonna get to the whole mumble rap thing. But uh, my whole only thing with trap is man, it's 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 an identity crisis thing because you got you got people who really been through that and really did that and then you got that that are serving time never getting out um you you got people doing that and then you got people using it, it like like a facade you know what i mean mm-hmm. you, you know you and you got people who's profiting off it who's never lived that life who's never experienced it but are making profits of it and basically you know it, it's no it's no honor you know what i mean for exactly. one you selling these drugs, you selling these drugs to your people. Eventually, you know it's bad. Um, but you gotta do it. You they had to they had to do it because they see money in it. You know, and unfortunately, these drugs were you know plant and guns were planted into our communities. And you got people who really rapped about it and really been through it. And then you got people who's profiting on it and 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 it's fake. You know what I mean? That's why when dudes get exposed. You know, for somehow, you know, people still honor that. And the whole thing with the mumble, it's not even, it's not even really mumble rap. It's really just a lot of the dudes who be, um, be influencing, uh, or, or pushing the image of doing drugs. It's like, okay, people used to salute the drug dealer, but now people is honoring the drug users. Mm-hmm. That's that's what a lot of a lot of, a lot of it is, and you know, um, it's really it's really just sound, man. It's really what, what what music you you know you grew up on at the end of the day, because you know I like I grew up on 
Marvin Gaye, Temptations, uh, listening to jazz music, Miles Davis, Thelonious Monk, you know, Howlin' Wolf, um, all, all these different, you know, I'm, that's that's my influence and eventually hip-hop, you know what I mean? But th- that's just my background and soul is my background. It's really your ear and um, I done got off track, but... Um, no, I feel it, I feel it. You know, you know um, as far as being in that box, no, man, I, I, ain't, in, I ain't in that box. People know, it's, people know it's official rap. You know, it's, it's supreme rap, you know what I mean? When, I, when, I'm, when I'm spitting, you know, I'm definitely going to bring lyricism. Yeah, uh, make sure, you know, and make you sure know. Yeah, everybody who's listening, make sure y'all go and check them out. You know, check them out you know. right after you have listened. To this, <laughs> go and listen to him. Last you know. question, uh-huh. and I know you know you probably have had this conversation a million times in the barbershop. Uh, top five, but I'm gonna I ain't gonna say dead or alive. I'm gonna just say top five alive. Mm. Give me that top five, and then we can go ahead and get out of here. Mm, can can you do like can you do like uh all right all right can we do like two top five or something uh if if you if you if you got that if you need that many that's all right, fine. all right all right man top five like artists now for me um shit uh, I I never say which one is better Kendrick or Cole because that they're so equal to me. Oh, it's, it's it, just it, it's just top five. You ain't got to put them in order. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Kendrick, Cole, um, personally, Big Crit, three. Um, uh, you rock with Big Crit? I love Big Crit. Man, Big Crit. Um, yeah. Shit, Meek Mill. Um, new album's fire. Um. Wale, Wale, well that's been my five for these pats since like 2013, low key. That's yeah, been, and it kind of came in like around a similar time yeah, too. That's been that's been my five, and you know Drake is you know top top five whether you like him or not too. You know what I mean? But uh, I just personally don't. Uh, nah. I, no, I can't say I don't like Drake, but I don't like his fans, and I think that's what sometimes, you know, makes me not like him. But I, I, I do appreciate, <laughs> I do appreciate Drake's heart. I just don't like when people say he's better. He's fucking with Kendrick. He obviously, you know, in some ways, you know, has more of a fan base. But Kendrick, right now, he's right neck and neck with him on that level too. You know, on top of the arts or what he's, how he gets busy. I mean, but uh. Yeah, that's, and, that's, and bro that's, gotta just if anything on some real shit yeah. I think for Drake to keep this position that he he's in he's fumbling because he, 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 he is slightly fumbling because the thing about it is you can't I understand you know attributing and kind of you know being inspired by and kind of getting all these inspirations to make your yeah. own situation because the more life yeah it, a lot of people tap their toes to it yeah. but for the simple fact, it's like, but we, where is you, bro? Like, yeah. you got, you got all these elements. Dance you bring it in all this, you bring it in all this Afrobeat and everything. Like yeah, and but we still, we on, we on brother Kendrick's. You know what I'm saying? Third yeah. album, he's still giving us some him. Like he still, yeah. that's how deep he is. He's still he's giving us more him. And so, you know, nothing was the same. I guess everything really wasn't the same. So. So damn, there it yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, but like just like you know, I'ma just name you know, um, cause it's always weird for me to do top five because my shit changes all the time. But oh, as far fine. as more, as far as more of my inspiration, man, I'ma even go outside of hip hop too. Um, uh, like you know, Lauryn Hill, Pop, uh, Erica Badu, um, Scarface, uh, Common. Um, Nas, Jay Z, Big Pun, Big L, Rakim Allah. Um, you know, then you got like poets like, uh, like, um, freaking, um, Saul Williams. Uh, man, man, that dude's, he's different. different. Um, he's very Ice Cube, um, you know, Miles Davis, Howlin' Wolf already, you know, named them earlier. And um, 
You know, them, them are like pretty much, man, all in Biggie, you know, uh, them are pretty much, you know, all of my influences right there, you know what I mean? I mean, that's solid, bro. Yo, you got a solid sure. foundation to be, you know what I'm saying? What you, yeah. you just, what, 21, 20? Yeah, I'm 21. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a solid foundation for anybody, you know what I'm saying? Nikki Giovanni, too. She's real dope. Oh, I love Nikki Giovanni. I can't even call her dope. She's like, <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> I can't even yeah. just call her dope. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's, that's beneath her. Uh, right? <laughs> my Angelo, that's my favorite poet of all time. Yeah, um, yeah. Langston but, Hughes, you know what I mean? But uh But tell me, that, tell tell the people um how they can follow you. Tell tell the people, you know, whatever you got going next, anything they need to go listen to, whatever you got coming mm-hmm. up. Let everybody know what the juice Lord is up to. Uh well, um my Twitter is uh poetry is re- ah, poetry is reality. Instagram uh, Hammer Time Juice, some are uh, pretty much the social medias. I, I use Snapchat too, Juice Man OTB. But uh, <laughs> um, for what I what I got coming up though, man, um, you know, really just trying to get get to the business of my stuff and uh, really just get things going. Uh, hopefully, I'm I'm trying to see if I can get down to Atlanta for the A3C Festival. I'm not for sure, but um, uh, really right now I'm working on my I'm working on my first official tape. And I'm thinking about, you know, just putting out something for the summer um, real in in the next week. I just want to put out probably a, a tape of like six tracks and then work on my official tape. I'm working on my official tape, which I'm hoping to put out like, you know, uh, October. So got a music video coming too. Oh, um, it's lit. It's lit. It's know, lit. Um, I'm a that's, that's pretty much it. You know, um, you know, at least two tapes. Um, um, if not, if not the, if not the tape, you know, just put out singles every other week and, uh, you know, a little, a little bit of, a little bit of everything, video cut, video on the way too. And, uh, that, that's about it. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, really, uh, trying to get back to reading, uh, James Baldwin, um, fire next time joint. Uh, you know, just, just really been trying to get back to reading and now nah, I don't know if I'm going back to the school I'm at, which is, uh, St. Paul college, uh, think i just want to you know go pursue this music you know full time and get to this money as well man you know, look I, I can't even yeah. i can't even you know tell you that i haven't seen people who have who have done exactly that and not gained something from it because you obviously have a uh, that it factor you obviously have yeah. some talent that it. is undeniable and mm-hmm. i definitely want everyone to you know Look look under this uh, this episode in the description. I'm gonna put all the, all of your stuff so they can make sure they come and find you. Can come and see you. So, right, you know, follow sure. your SoundCloud. All those good things. SoundCloud Juice Lord. Yeah. Juice yeah. Lord on SoundCloud. Yeah. You feel me? Um, yeah. I appreciate you. Ha- you know, giving me your time, bro. I appreciate Man. all your input. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna definitely be a big supporter from Man. here on out, making sure that if you need. Any little shout outs, any little any little thing to push your stuff, cause we gotta Man. we gotta be here for each other. And we know, gotta push bro. people who are doing what needs to be done. You're saying what needs to be said, you out there doing, you know, doing activist yes. work, you you stand in the front lines, shouting yeah. out, shouting at the people who need to be shouted the hell at. And mm-hmm. I love that and I can't do nothing but support that. And the fact that Man. you're doing it at the age of what you're doing it in, it's yeah. no telling what you're gonna be once you turn 24 once you 25 26 yeah. it's gonna be amazing because your growth is already you know on the way so man you bless my bro you bless you blue, man bless too bro for i real. appreciate it i appreciate it i, and, I just want to say mm-hmm. i just want to say bro you know i, I appreciate you because man i i remember that day vividly we was in y'all you know uh cafeteria and uh, i was with my homie keon too and you was with your homie it, it was just real man you know real genuine love and, and respect man you're still the same way um and you know i, I just remember that because you know leaving clark atlanta I, I was all fucked up in the head for one you know just having a conversation with some woman there and the ratios um oh yeah it's oh my, my head was my my head was already my head was already <laughs> fucked up so i'm thinking i'm getting finna go back to minnesota get a senior year get on my thizzle and uh, graduate and come there because Clark Atlanta was really my dream college. I can't even lie, you know what I mean. So that's one res- not resentment because everything works out for you know. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. My- you know everything works itself out. But uh, you know you you just uh, you just always beneficial. You know my you know and um you know I just appreciate what you're doing too, man. And this this podcast right here and um 
it, it, it's it's real, man. And uh, I can only imagine when when you get to doing like video work and uh, video work with it, and really, you know, getting in deeper, even deeper into the you know whole broadcast journal journalism lane. Uh, it, it could be something very very next level you know i appreciate what I mean? so, it bro that's, so that's... I, pre- I appreciate what you're doing as well man you know you know uh kings think kings think like you know what i mean and, oh, uh, yeah. oh y'all yeah got, at the end of the day we all got the same motive and that's that's the that's the challenge the status quo and um you know uh you know push the mind further man and growth is uh def- definitely the movement bro and uh, i appreciate you man that's that's real oh man I, look it's it's i i can't i can't do nothing but show love you know because that's yeah. that's what i know is gonna get us ahead but so, i really you know for everyone who's listening if you don't know now you know that you can listen to <laughs> the simply king podcast everywhere yes, podcasts sir. are available from soundcloud to pot to the apple podcast app tune in radio google play still working on uh, about to get on spotify real real soon for Man. everyone who has already got that on your phone too so you can't miss it so go ahead and subscribe and share this with everyone that you know it's I've been getting a lot of good attention a lot of great responses a lot of mm. great feedback and i'm loving it i'm loving it keep on mm. keep bringing you really great humans i really want to continue to bring on really great artists highlighting yeah. them giving them you know this platform to just talk about the things that build build up them and what they're inspired by and Dude. also tackle those topics that people don't want to talk about as well i'm here <laughs> and i'm gonna keep on doing this because i love doing this all right this is the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being humans this is simply king i'm rodney perry i'll talk to y'all next week Lord season. I'm a student of Sun Tzu. I use my mind as a weapon and real niggas salute. And yeah, we still in the hood, but we want them Bentley coops. I don't even try, but I'ma get one just for Lil Snoop.